My days working, taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy. Search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, and get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus all right, gather round, children. Tis time for another merry affair of the football follies and Foxborough failures. Yes, we are here. Professors Hart and Fitzgerald, your old pals, Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart, back with another six rings and football things. Brought to you by, of course, our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. Sign up today. Give yourself the gift that keeps on giving. And of course, that gift would be betting against me each and every week on six rings and football things. Whatever I bet, just bet the opposite. You'll make a mint and it will be truly a happy holiday season for one and all. And hey, take advantage of FanDuel's amazing offers on same game parlays, no sweat first bets and more. That's FanDuel.com slash six rings. Quick uh, aside, I was at a Christmas party on Saturday night. And uh-huh. had a friend who was doing some uh, live mobile gambling on his phone as we were you know, hanging around, drinking, shooting the poo, um, raving, <laughs> raving about the FanDuel app and how much better the FanDuel app is than any other app out there. It's it quick, is the easiest, easiest interface. Yep. So good. And I'm not making this up. This is not a, nope. hey, let's toss a bone to our sponsor because the season blows. No, this is actual. I'm telling you, his he name signed is Joe. up. I'm yep. not giving him his la- giving you his last name, but his name is Joe. If you want to fact check this, and he was raving about how he much okay last name last last name rhymes with Mushtiglione. Okay, go on. No, but you know maybe him too. He could be gambling. You know he's how about that? 
Um, I joined FanDuel thanks to the six rings. How about uh, it? Yeah, this is a guy that has dabbled with other apps and just raved about the FanDuel being the best app. Mm -hmm. Listen, you, I've, I, like a lot of people, you can take advantage of those interfaces and their, their free offers and promos. And then you just keep coming back to the FanDuel because it makes the most sense. It's the easiest. And that's the best place to bet against Fitzy because that's how you do if you want to win. Cause I'm not very good at it. However, speaking of teams that you would like to see win, but they're not very good at it. Your Patriots. Oh, I thought we were Ooh. talking about the Panthers. Wait, what? No, we were talking before the podcast started about the lowly attendance of the Panthers home game that they won nine to seven against the Atlanta Falcons, a team still in contention for a playoff spot, but low, a low and woe be the NFC South. Now though, Baker Mayfield did put on one hell of a performance at Lambeau field this weekend with a perfect passer rating in their 34, 20 defeat of the Packers. But we are here to talk Patriots because it's a Patriot centric podcast. Why'd you uh, say it like that, Eeyore? I guess I just have to talk Pats, even though it's more fun to talk about other teams in the what? NFL. You went head to head and slugged it out with Patrick Mahomes you for a half. Who pick in the draft? Like, yeah, you're looking up, baby. I know we were we were lamenting pre podcast about like, you know, just getting through this grind the final couple of weeks. Like coming up, it should have been again. I'm sure when the schedule was put together and then released back in the spring, they thought Broncos, Patriots, Christmas Eve, that'll be a blast. That's going to have playoff implications. Sean Payton back head coaching in the NFL against Bill Belichick. This will be a clash of some great coaches, Super Bowl champs. No, it is a team that may be able to find their way into the final wild card spot, though, again, with their defense stumbling like it did last week against Detroit, probably not against a team that is now in, in contention for the first overall draft pick as well. So we got that going for us, which is nice, I guess. But yeah, we're like... We got a we got a real slog here. We got a couple of weeks until significant decisions and, and or moves are made that will add some juice back to the pod. So we can just kind of go back over what we saw this weekend and how curious it is that Bailey Zappi uh, is truly a, a tale of two QBs once again in each and every week. He's amazing in the first half. Uh, I mean, it's a relative form of amazing, but still pretty impressive. We'll say nonetheless. And then in the second half, whether it's coaching or QB or the defense sort of catches on the same way sometimes certain starting pitchers are good for five or six innings, once, twice through the road through the lineup. But then they see what you got to offer. They figure out how to defend you accordingly. And that's that because it was 14, 10 at the half. Um, the Patriots played well and the Chiefs were the Chiefs, I'm sure probably thought, hey, these guys are still swinging. These guys are still they're going to go down fighting. That's great. And then the second half was just. Boy, it was just, it was boring, Andy. Uh, it was. It, it went from entertaining to boring. And I want to thank Bailey Zappi, actually, because over the last couple of weeks, he's clarified something to me that I've never quite understood. And Ooh. that is the phrase, hey, that guy's not half bad. And I've never really understood what that phrase meant until I watched Bailey Zappi the last couple of weeks. And I realized that guy is half bad. <laughs> he's half bad when he performs. And the other half, he's pretty good. And yeah. I'm being serious. I never like it's one of those phrases that you use. Hey, that guy's not half bad. And you're like, what is that? So is he 67% bad? Is mm -hmm. he 47%? And now I see Bailey Zappi, and it's remarkable. And you're right. We kind of, because it's the quarterback in the NFL, he'll be painted as the reason. Mm -hmm. First, second half, Pittsburgh, great. Pittsburgh suck. Chiefs, good. Chiefs suck. It's everybody. Like, I think there's adjustments made and not made by everybody. You certainly. 
It could be an example of, you know, Bill O'Brien praise for game plan, first half, first drives, things of that nature. And then he's not making the adjustments at halftime that maybe the defense is like, there's a lot that goes into it, but this was a perfect example. Like Bailey Zappi was worse than his numbers in the second mm-hmm. half. Tried oh, to yeah. give ball to the chiefs every time he had it. Now he only succeeded the first time, but basically the first four drives of the second half, he tried to give it back to Patrick Mahomes immediately. Like it was a hot potato. Um, and you're also seeing what a lot of us saw and fans pushed back against from the practice field. Bailey Zappi's not that good. God bless him. Love him. Mean it. Seems like a really nice kid. Brings energy, effort, attitude, the things I like. It proves that at the NFL level, the things I coach into my youth teams, not enough. Sometimes you just got to be good. You got to be better. Energy, effort, and attitude, not enough to get by in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. He's like, and I'm not even talking about the hellacious throw to Willie Gay, where he can't make that throw, an NFL quarterback has to throw it away. What was, what was he thinking? Uh, upon rewatch last no night, that was just like a, a terrible, that was almost one where you would think like, is this kind of like when, when Belichick told Castle to sail it into the stands so they could get the Jags in the first round? Like, that was a bad play. And and I keep joking, the guy wears red that you threw it to. Like, it's not somehow he blended into, this wasn't one of those weird color rushes where you couldn't tell if it was your team's bodies in the way or his team. Like, like all navy blue versus white and red. Like, the di- red. like the difference couldn't be more stark between like, the two. And he just no, zipped it into him. Yeah, it's God. terrible. But even, you know, that was a horrific throw. There was that one throw where he rolled out and kind of stepped up and had uh, Pop Douglas wide open and lobbed it a good seven yards over his head like Mm -hmm. throws you just can't miss if you're going to be an NFL quarterback and that's the reality I that was my column for Monday and I know people are like oh thanks for stating the obvious but we've said all year what are we supposed to say at this point my god I mean if you say something that's not obvious they get mad at you for like reaching and stretching and trying to do too much and clickbaiting if you just analyze sort of the obvious then they get mad at you for stating the obvious and they is is you people and your people on twitter and and there we go the internet. all right yeah, yeah you people. Just, um, it was uh eight minutes into the grades podcast against the chiefs that we got the you people but thank you haven't we said for a couple years that the mm-hmm. season can be a success if you find out one way or the other if you have a franchise quarterback well you have found out you do not have a starting quarter forget franchise you don't have a starting quarterback and no so we've put to bed Mac Island. It is now uninhabited. Mm-hmm. We've deserted Zappy Fever. That's yep. over. Will actually Greer is gone. Malik is gone. You don't uh-huh. have a quarterback. We no, know uh, and we do have. No, they did pick up a new one, and we'll get to that in the back leg of the podcast. No, in I don't the give a rat's ass if you're the best I... Canadian. <laughs> what do you got against the best Canadian? Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later because people may be unfamiliar with. Yeah, who... Like being the Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah, sort of, kind of. Well, I mean, is the CF some? A couple people have come from the CFL and made headway down. In the NFL, we'll get to that in a few minutes as well. Um, no, the new uh, actually, I believe somebody said to me on Monday that uh, Bailey Zappy, it's not it's not Zappy hour anymore. It's the Zappy half hour because he's good for one half a game. So Zappy hour is Zappy half hour. That's what you get. I had the theory. Why don't we start Mac? I mean, start Zappy and play mm-hmm. Mac. Mac yeah. sucks in the first half, gets pulled every game he plays. Yep. Zappy stinks in the second half, whether he comes in for garbage time or started the game. So two quarterback system. Would that Ch- Chesova check his kid? Would okay now 
As we look toward, and it's not officially time to preview Patriots Broncos, and I know people are just bated breath, pins and needles. They're like, I got to finish my shopping. I got a ton of wrapping to do. And I got holiday parties out the wazoo, but I got to get Fitzy and Hart's Patriots Broncos. (laughs) Sorry. We just, I mean, if we, again, we're trying to have fun with this because this is not necessarily the reality that we envisioned, but here we are and we're making do with the best of it. Yes. Plus they make us do this. I know they may (laughs) actually, if you're listening, I want to personally thank you. So Bill, Joe, Tom, we're going to start individually thanking people because I do realize a lot of people have shut it down. They don't care mm-hmm. about the Patriots anymore. Nope. Talk to me when the season's over, when Belichick either is uh-huh. or isn't back. Talk to exactly. me when you know which draft pick you have, whether it's two or three or one. There's a lot of people that are saying what you just said. I got to do wrapping. I got to decorate. I got a party to prep for, blah, blah, blah. No room for these hideous Patriots in my... So if you're listening to this, thank you. Yeah, and if you would like... You know what? If you would like a shout out, if you would like us to acknowledge the fact that you have continued to listen to and stuck with the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, post game, and wherever Hart and I do our thing across the wide and broad spectrum of WEEI and Odyssey Sports, if you would like a shout out, we would be more than happy to give you one. So, uh, shoot us a shoot us a DM, hit us up on the tweet machine. We'll mention you in the uh, the Broncos Patriots preview or at our year end podcast before the titillating finish to 2023 of Patriots at the Buffalo Williams and anyone who thought that maybe Buffalo would have circled the wagons to pack it in and the Pats could have squeezed out a win in that one. Oh, I think we'll be in for a wicked surprise, but Andy, I will say this. I would be much more interested in watching Patriots Broncos. If we knew Belichick was going to come out and say, yeah, we're going to play two quarterbacks. It's zappy first half max second. I would watch that because you might actually get 60 minutes of decent to above average quarterback play from the Patriots. And wouldn't it be funny if after all this time that ended up being the best laid plans. Also, that's ridiculous. Also, it could go the other way and they both could just suck. Yeah. I, any which way. Fine. I'll be there for, for the morbid curiosity, the rubbernecking and the train wreck theater. And all who right, cares? But, It'll be Christmas Eve. You right. have so much to celebrate that has nothing to do with the Patriots that night. But anyway, when you, when you go to, to bed after the game, it's Christmas morning. So it's going to be great no matter what. Exactly. All right. Let's hand out some grades quickly from uh, the affair last Sunday in Foxborough, which again was not a sell, uh, not which was not a sellout once again. Although Tay Tay was in the house and there was much more screaming for Taylor Swift, uh, as I said on the post game show as well. The when they finally showed her on the big screen, and it's a very big screen, uh, there was a big scream for her on the big screen. All the girls in the house were cheering and hooting and hollering, and all of the cooked drunk and completely sideways sauce dads in the house we're all booing at least gillette's gonna gillette and you know pats fans will pats fan so there you go all right let's hand out some grades andy as always in the grading podcast in review of the previous patriots game we go offense defense special teams quarterback and coach probably no need to belabor any of these um let's begin with the offense i gave them a c minus same c minus um we know the negatives we know the turnovers we know the third down failures, things of that nature. So it's this cheery holiday season. I want to spin it positive a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, my guy, Kevin Harris, finally got his opportunity and rumbled into the end zone. That was a bit of a rumble stop. That was a, that was a rumble. I, powerhouse run there for the big guy. Creating a big question in New England. What's more impressive, his quads or his biceps? And I would say both are very impressive. So good for him. Um, I like to see those guys get a little uh, something, something for the effort, as they say. 
Uh, Hunter Henry deserves a little something-something for the effort. Got the absolute living poop kicked out of him, uh, but caught six balls in the first half, caught touchdown, had another touchdown call back. Should have had two. Yeah, I know. Yep. Um, I'm a Hunter Henry fan. I don't want to overpay him because he's already overpaid. So if I overpay on an overpay, it's going to get ridiculous. I would like to see him back in the future if they can come to some sort of understanding on a proper contract. Although I will say for him, Mm -hmm. I would go somewhere. Like, go join an offense where, where you should just, he go? Um, where would, like, what would be it? Like, yeah, obviously, they don't need him in San Francisco. Like, they got a good tight end in Jacksonville, uh, Cleveland, Buffalo? and and, and Joe, they've got two, t- they got Knox and Kincaid. They don't need a tight end. Yeah, but I think he's better. I think my, I'll tell you where he, I'll tell you where he would, where he would feed. It'd probably be the place that Mike Gesicki calls his former employer, Miami. Mm-hmm. They need it. They need a viable tight end. I think he should go somewhere where they have receivers, they have a quarterback, and a good complementary weapon like him can just get in where he fits in and be like mm-hmm. a high end role player and have fun and win games and succeed. Okay. Well, let me ask you. Um, you know, this isn't necessarily the topic we thought of, but it's certainly more interesting than you know grading special teams, which again had a lousy day at the at the old racetrack. But, uh, you know. Who, we don't know who's coaching next year. We don't know who's calling the shots and who's picking the players. So that's, again, why we probably haven't seen any extensions or contracts handed out to date. But if you're the Patriots, be you Bill Belichick, Gerard Mayo, Mike Vrabel, or anyone else who coaches the 2024 squad and has a hand in player acquisition and development, would you not prioritize somebody like a Hunter Henry and even look to overpay him a bit more because you're going to obviously draft a tight end, or at least you should. And then wouldn't you want somebody like Hunter Henry teaching insert name of rookie tight end here, how to shake, bake, cook, and get it done in the NFL? It's a tough one because I think he's overpaid already. So if I overpay on an overpay, now I'm grossly overpaying Hunter Henry. And it is a salary cap world. Mm -hmm. Um, You do have to figure out what the value is of veteran leadership and hard work and fighting to the finish and the things that he's sort of displayed this year and I would also say a positive for him is he's shown the ability it doesn't matter the quarterback whatever mediocre quarterback you put out there he'll make Mm -hmm. some plays that quarterback Mm -hmm. will like him he's a security blanket um so it's a tough one I'd love to have him on the team but I don't want to overpay for an overpay because I think you regret that later yeah you you will and the three for 37 and a half the the funny thing is it ends up getting compared to other tight ends in the league but most especially what they paid john new smith so he ends up looking like a bargain and again his productivity is greater than all the other offensive players they signed in the uncharacteristically aggressive shopping spree of 2021 so yes it's a bit of an overpay but yes he is also a valuable and necessary component i'd like to see him keep her uh be kept rather and stick around but I don't know if he wants to, if he wants to win or chase a ring, he may have to not may have to, he definitely should go elsewhere. All right. The defense Sunday against the chiefs, Andy, maybe I'm feeling generous. I gave him a B. Um, Same. I thought they were competitive. Um, I thought Christian Barmore played really well. I thought the Alex Austin kid thrust into the limelight late um, due to the JC Jackson thing, which we can get into in the Pat's Paris segment. Um, Yeah. I thought he competed um, Jabril Peppers competed. I thought Anthony Jennings, like some of the guys we're used to saying competed, competed. You can't run on this team. Clyde Edwards Alaire had like one 20 yard run and still averaged under three yards a carry. So the run defense continues to be stout. Um, 
You had the Marte Mapu interception, which was some mm-hmm. pressure from Barmore and then a really nice physical play from him to take it away, to want it more. The yep. second pick was just Tony blows. And if I were Mahomes, I'd want to kill that guy every time. I. Why not just release him at the, I know the receiver spot is, is like a position of desperation and need for them. And he does like, as we saw his speed and his physical gifts, he's a team used. Yeah. Like it's awful. Like he was amazing in the super bowl, the punt returns and like getting them the screens. I think he caught a touchdown pass against the Eagles, but God, he's got some of the worst hands I have ever seen in the NFL. He, and he's an idiot. He seems kind of dumb. Like I don't he's almost cost. Him. He's cost yeah. them two games this year. Yeah, and he wears that stupid um, snorkel thing outfit, even when it's not and really they, that cold. Take the yellow. Like, the yellow gloves are doing him no good. Just, just ditch him. Obviously not. No. no and some take the Vaseline off the yellow gloves or whatever the hell's going on there. Um, but no, a solid effort by the defense and the coaches. It, it's what we've expected. Um, you pretty much ha- held Kelsey in, in check. You decided you were going to do that. Now, at times it cost you because you kind of had everybody flowing to Kelsey and, you know, they're running that backside screen. Um, I didn't see too many business decisions. There was a couple times I didn't love a couple sellout or lack of sellout efforts. But for the most part, this defense is solid like it's been mm-hmm. all year. They're they're gaming uh, each and every that they will always put it. Of any particular portion of the Patriots that will put forth a representative effort, it will always be the defense right. and good for them. And that's part of what also will be used if Bill Belichick does want to stick around and coach for a few more years uh, and take part in the rebuild, if you will. Uh, that'll be at the top of the resume or the LinkedIn page. The defense kept balling out. The offense, uh, special teams, I just went D. Same. D. Wow. And Jeez. I'm not even lying. If people want to, if if they want to see, see, it says D right there. Yeah, you handwrite yours. I can't. Do, I can't share my screen. Um, mostly just you know launch codes because there's porn. Yeah, I was, well, I got to it eventually. <laughs> exactly. Um, and and uh, okay, so we need to get into this. But it's a but it's a but it's a smart grade because your punter didn't have his best day, but still did fine. The the young kicker missed another makeable field goal. Brendan Schooler had another penalty. He's got to calm down. Um, they didn't do anything to really help the team win the game. So, and and I know the Mike Reese's of the world are you know making excuses for Brendan Schooler and didn't look like a hold. What it does? I'm sorry. That unit sucked the life out of this team in two huge plays early. The Ryland missed field goal, which was 41 yards. 41 yeah. yards in the NFL is a gimme. I lost a, it has to lost be. a Thanksgiving game because a kid kicked a longer field goal than that damn field goal from Chad Ryland, a freaking drafted NFL kicker. So screw yeah. you. You can't but, miss that kick. But he's now Sunday in the postgame show. You were defending him saying he's a rookie kicker. Why do you expect at this point now? Like, well, I, I don't want to cut him. I just want to yell at him. <laughs> right. Hey, that Terp, put that on our pile of T-shirt ideas. I don't want to cut him. I just want to yell at him. And then the schooler thing, too many penalties in general. He's getting a reputation as a penalty machine. And you wiped out a kickoff return, whether you earned it or not, I don't know. But special teams, you need those sparks. Jalen Rager, by the way, had a couple nice returns. He had a little spark in the return game there. Um, And then just the overall special teams issue of they have all these freaking dudes and they rarely make a play on special teams. They All these Mm -hmm. special teams only players – and yet special teams is not this massive advantage that it feels like it should be. No. Uh, so on the season, by the way, I'm currently endeavoring to check and compare Chad Ryland to other kickers that made a name for themselves. 
uh, during their time in New England. In So on the season, he is 13 for 20 so far, Andy. So he's kicking at a 65% interval. That is not good enough. Uh, in his rookie campaign, uh, 1996, Adam Vinatieri. Uh, let's see. He was overall 27 for 35, 77%. Yeah, he never dipped below 74% in his time in New England. Uh, Chad Ryland, you got to start picking it up because, you know, we're not even going to do the whole Nick Folk has still only missed one kick in Tennessee. It's warmer. Um, it's a, a whole different game for him down there. But uh, I don't want them to have to go try to get another kicker. You whiffed on Roar Wasser. Folk came in and saved the day for a couple of years. Now Chad Ryland is having a rough rookie season, to say the least. Like. Is this going to become a position of need in the offseason as well, Andy? Or are we going to have no. to go two years? I mean, well, but other players could other become teams a have... position. Could become a position of need next season. In the offseason, you should bring in a veteran, a journeyman uh -huh. veteran type, to compete with Chad Ryland to just, you know, put a little pressure on him, expect him to win the job in the summer, and then cross your fingers and hope he makes the year two jump and settles into being a professional kicker who learned from the inconsistencies of a rookie season. Exactly. And you can just chalk it up to as uh, a down year for everyone who tried to score the ball in yeah. Foxborough. By new the way, um, patterns, by the way, big score, like things change. Yes. Yeah, not new to him because lighthouses, <laughs> lighthouses, big screens, wind patterns, etc. Uh, There's definitely some sort of joke to be made here between the Patriots offense and what's going on in Foxborough right now. Uh, a friend of mine just happened to text while we're doing the podcast, uh, unrelated necessarily to what we're discussing right now. Uh, he will have no power at his house until Thursday, perhaps. Oh, lots of those. Mike Giardi Holy would be included smokes. in that group. Oh, yeah. He lives not too far from the stadium as well. Um, yeah, so hopefully they were told uh, Thursday. I don't know wow. what year this is. I don't know why. Like, what are we doing here? It was a little bit of a nor'easter or whatever. It's not like it was Wasn't a hurricane that... that blew out the whole East Coast. No. How was your drive home from the, from the uh, station Sunday night? Uh, not terrible. Not terrible. Yeah. Uh, mine was pretty. I, I, I mean, it I was went, windy and rainy, but yeah, I went through all yeah, four the seasons. A holes. Hey, I'm in the high speed lane going 47, jackass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you get the Amazon trucks and the FedEx trucks going 75 by you in the right, right? And they're just spraying water. That's the worst. I'm not sure what's worse the the 18 wheeler that passes by you in the slow lane in a rainstorm. Or the jackass with a brand new like Rivian hybrid truck on the other side who has those xenon ultra high beams and you're like, oh God, I can't see anything. Yeah, the high beams have become an issue. You can't right. tell when people have high beams on, then you flash them, they flash you back, they get brighter, and it's like, what the hell? Right. Yeah, no. Lights are an issue these days. Good, good pickup. I don't know. All right. And uh this has been old, old men yell at clouds. <laughs> this is what you've done to us, Patriots. Uh, all right, moving on to the quarterbacks and the coaching, Andy. Um, I gave young Bailey Zappi in his, uh, I think, uh, sixth start in the NFL, uh, fifth start overall, I believe. Uh, I gave him a C minus. I gave him a D for dangerous. Dude's dangerous when he has the ball. He can make plays occasionally, but he is really looking to give it to the other team. Um, we talked about it to start the podcast, first half, second half, the whole thing. Um, he's just not that good. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to nope. pile on or say it's not it his harshly, fault. Like, well, no, but it is his fault. He's not that good. I mean, he is who he is. He's a journeyman backup quarterback, in my opinion. He has shown the ability to play at the NFL level if he's one of the top 70 quarterbacks, let's say, but he's not one of the top 32. 
He, right. there, as the opposite of Cam Newton, there's absolutely 32 better than Bailey Zappi, probably 40 better than Bailey Zappi. Mm -hmm. And then you start to talk about him when you get in the middlings of the backups. Um, he makes nice throws and then he makes just frustrating mistakes. And that's who he, but he's a nice guy comes to the podium. I like listening yep. to him. I've always said a little bit like Mac, actually, I think you can actually extend here. Cam Newton. We all said if he was as good a player as his interviews, he'd be a much better quarterback. Oh, hell yeah. Mac Jones, I thought this year in particular, grew into a, a better podium guy, took more um, accountability. Bonus, accountability. Um, and now Bailey Zappi. The last three Patriots starting quarterbacks, if they were as good on the field as they are professionals at the podium, they'd be a better football team. But their head not. coach could probably take a couple notes and cues from his quarterbacks as to how to take accountability and talk to people like they're humans or professionals at the podium. But we digress. Ain't happening. Yeah. And listen, you can't. I, I'm not going to begrudge Bailey Zappi for not being Josh Allen. You are who we are. Like. This isn't Ryan Seacrest and Adam Schefter on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. It's Fitzy and Hart. We can sometimes play, analyze, discuss, and joke above our pay grade, but we are who we are, and here we are for a reason. I happen to think we're interesting and entertaining more often than not. Sometimes it's accidental, sometimes on purpose. You never know. You may catch a heater every now and again on Six Rings. But I'm not going to say, hey, Bailey Zappi, how come you couldn't put that team that you weren't expecting to be the starting quarterback for on your shoulders and carry them to victory against a possible Super Bowl contender? That everyone continues on a season that we have long since discussed how narrow, how slim, how minuscule the margin for error is when people end up having to try to do more than they should. Mistakes get made, like zipping it into the arms of Willie Gay when you can ill afford a turnover or a mistake to start the second half of a football game that, while it was entertaining for a while, ultimately you lost. And for their long-term prospects, I think it's in the best interest of the football team that they lost it. Yep. And finally, uh, Andrew, the coaching. Uh, D and this time D doesn't mean dangerous. D means defensive. Cause, um, literally and figuratively Bill Belichick's a defensive coach. We've learned that over the years, he was a defensive mind for a long time and he gets very defensive when questioned mm -hmm. or when he loses and he's trying to stay like, he doesn't do a great job. You know, we've talked a lot about, he's never quick to the podium when they lose. It's always, we got to talk to David Andrews and Bailey Zappi and make those guys answer for the team before Bill mm -hmm. can set the tone. I don't like that. Um, and, you know, other than the defense, which has been pretty good, and he gets some credit for that. We started with that um, as the best aspect of this team. And and I still think Bill can coach up a defense and find a way to help limit a Mahomes and a Kelsey and do those types of things. But other than that, and, and I know people are getting more and more frustrated with him. You know, I did my main radio hit on Monday that I do every morning up at the, the jab. And they just eviscerated him about being just an unprofessional really? baby who's been a dink his whole career. And, blah, 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 and, finally blah, blah, blah. and I don't disagree. He's been unprofessional. The only thing that's changed is the result. And that has changed the way people accept it. And you people who used to say for years, oh, I love how Bill bats around the media. It's so funny when he screws with people at the put. No, no. He, he was unprofessional then. He's unprofessional now. And I know they'll give you show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. Well, Three of the last four years, he's been a loser. So I don't know how you want to parse it or, or describe it, but he, he creates losing football teams more often than not in recent memory. Um, and, you know, I know there was a comment making the rounds on the uh, Internet yesterday. Julian Edelman had an appearance where he... I was actually going to bring drink. that up during the Pat's Puri uh, segment, yeah. And he, he said, you know, I remember when we were really rolling back in the day, Bill said the media is going to turn on me. No one's turning on you. You're a three-win coach. We're assessing what we see. This isn't personal. 
if it were personal, more people would have ripped you back then because you treated people like a-holes back then. Now, now it's just very simple. You can't draft and you can't win. That's not personal. That's not turning on you. That's just a set. Do you want me to like, you know, urinate on me and pretend it's raining? No, you're urinating on me. Like that's the world we live in. And that's what annoys me. Like I'm, I bet you deep down, Bill thinks people have quote turned on him. No. Turned on. Tur oh, okay. That's a, actually, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Let's hold that. And we'll get into, yes. we'll get into that in the in the second half, because, um, that's come up a lot recently in the will bill stick around do you want bill to stick around discussion uh fractured debate within patriots nation as well so let's get right to that in the second leg of the podcast those are the grades from patriots chiefs everybody do you think we were fair do you agree disagree give us a holler let us know of course it's at six rings pod at jumbo heart and at fitzy gfy presented by t-mobile the official wireless partner of odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.